I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hi, it's Stephanie. Hey, hey, it is Ty, his child all the while. You are now listening into Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, inspire, and encourage through biblical principles. We've been speaking on the wilderness, the children of Israel, Moses, Joseph, Jesus. Man, let me tell you something, Ty. I started reading in Acts, honey, and when I tell you God is something else, and he don't care who he used. I'm telling you. <laughs> he don't care who he used, man. Listen, my eyes have been like wide open. What's been going on for you this week? How how you been getting along, catching on? Oh, uh, well, just, you know, just navigating, Um Every day, just making sure that I'm centered on the things that matter and trying to be the best person that I can be. You know, I don't really have any complaints. You Amen. Know? Amen. Um, things are happening um, in the order of the way that I think that they should. And just based on, you know, me just continuing to be disciplined in my faith, no matter what it's looking like um, in the physical sense, no matter, you know, what I'm actually experiencing, but just continuing to focus on what I know that this journey is about for me. I love it. I love it. You know, with this being the month of Thanksgiving, I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for a lot of things. And I'm really thankful that God, you know, given me this opportunity to even be in the studio with you, speaking to the people about the Word of God, studying the Word of God, feeding ourselves, as Ezekiel says, eating the scroll, because it's doing something more from the inside. It's like transforming us from the inside out. And I absolutely love it here. And I hope you guys are listening in and getting transformed from your inside out as well, because The word is what really, truly matters. So we've been in Acts. Let's talk to them about Acts, um, Ty, because I know that when I started reading it about Stephen and Peter, I was just like, ah, okay, God, I see you. What I like um, about Acts, so we were starting off, well, I did. um, I was starting off studying in chapter four. And um, so again, being thankful that um, I'm able to speak to people because that's what we're here for. We're here to spread the gospel. We're here to create more believers. And so that's what it starts out talking about, you know, Peter and John and um, spreading the word of God. And it starts out with there being anger that they were preaching resurrection of the dead. And, you know, I like plays on words. So they were literally preaching on resurrection, you know, um, talking about how um, God um, rose Jesus on the third day. But what I think about when I think about resurrection from the dead, I mean, it's like when we go through things in our life, when we feel like we've come out of a wilderness, when we feel like we've been separated, even though we know nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. But sometimes we do feel like that and he will go back and he will resurrect. Mm. He will resurrect that fire inside of you for the things that he promised you before, because most of the times it's us. It's never him separating from us. It's us falling by the wayside. It's us feeling some type of way about something that didn't happen the way that it should, or we didn't receive what we asked for. Or maybe we did. It just didn't show up the way that we thought it would. But in any event, he will reinvigorate. He just waiting for you to come back. Yeah. Just to get back to that focus, just to get back to remembering who he is. Yes. And what he said, and he will resurrect those things. I I talk often in life about um, how I've fallen um, at different points. You know, I used to say it's like three steps forward and 25 back. Um, 25 back. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's like, you know, when I'm but feeling I get like, it. I get you know, I'm, I'm on the right track and I'm yeah. doing things, you know, the way that 
um, you know, that I feel like they should be. And then boom, something happens. Yes. Something happens in all the things that I thought I knew, um, that I thought I learned, you know, we don't always apply them. Yeah. You know, um, that's why we say let the word do the work. That's why we say, you know, you really can't live off of bread alone, but by the word of God. Because you it's in those times that you have to hearken. That's it. You know, things start happening. You start feeling like you're in a box. Who hit me? I mean, you get yeah. hit from all directions. <laughs> Where'd they <Who> come from? <laughs> hit me. I love no it. weapon formed against me shall prosper. Well, you know, I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I'm always asking people who sent you? Who sent you? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do because I feel like when God starts moving your life, the enemy starts moving too. Yes. And, you know, you really have to be so devoted to the word so that you're able to see clearly because sometimes we our vision can be clouded. I I mean, we are humans, you know, we do, you know, see things, everything that everyone else sees. But when it's a difference, though, it's a difference when you're getting into the word of God. It's a difference when you're applying him, when you're walking with him, when you're talking with him, when you're gaining his wisdom. You know, I find it interesting. I, I find Peter pretty interesting. Peter is a pretty interesting character to me, you know, as I'm reading about it, because I look at some, huh? Say, say what? I said gangsterific. Gangsterific. Man, listen. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, y'all, listen. This, so this is what came to me. You know, when when um, he denied Jesus three times, right? Mm-hmm. He denied him three times. And when Jesus came back and he was like, well, where is Peter? He was like, go get the disciples and Peter too. And I and I find that very interesting because God I always remember, even though he denied, he denied him three times. But he said, and Peter too. Peter was so devoted to God. Mm-hmm. That's why when he spoke, people felt it. They, he, he was drawing all kinds of people. But Ty? He messed around and he went to a region where God told him to go. And the people there were like, uh, who is this kid? Who is this man? Because he didn't have any credentials. He mm-hmm. was just walking with Jesus, but he was performing miracle signs and wonders. He was jailed. Did you read it? I know you read it. It was, yeah, I was like, I mean, what? Well, well, that's what I wanted to talk about. Because see, that, that's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, reading it, there's so many points of it that kind of correlate to things that I've experienced. So, you know, you have people where you show up and they don't have sense enough to realize that you're showing up for their greater good. But people tend to attack what they don't understand. And so they don't understand how you are qualified to be the person to do that. So instead of being open to listening, they want to attack. Mm. And in this particular part um, of Acts in chapter 4, they were attacked because they were preaching the gospel, but more so because they performed the miracle of the crippled man. And that yielded even more believers. It's like, you know, when you light a fire, you know. Yeah. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Like, you know? what? You yes. said he over there healing people. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so everybody's praising God. And so yes. now that's a threat. Yeah. Because who are you? Yeah. You right. know, who, who, what Girl. qualifies you? And, and just like it was said, though, they were regular men. Yes. No formal teaching of the gospel. But what you could tell from being in their presence is that they had spent time with Jesus. Yes. It was evident in being in their presence. And we talk about that. You know, you should know. We should be able to know. Yes. We recognize each other as car carrying members of the kingdom by the way that we act, by the way, the grace that we bestow upon each other, you know, by the attitudes, you know, that we exhibit to one another. And so I, I, I really, really loved that it talked about that you don't have to have any special qualifications to yes. go out here and to preach the truth, the word of God, and to let each and every person know that not only is he real, not only is he still living, but he's still in the miracle working business. You don't, 
believe it, let me give you my testimony. Let me give you my testimony. And so that was the thing. He used regular people. We are regular people. Just regular people. Just regular people. Let me talk about this, too. You know, um, I was looking at Peter's uh, characteristics, and I wrote a couple things down, just came to my mind. So he was bold. He was honest. He was steadfast. He was faithful. He was loved. He was open. But the most important piece of the puzzle was obedience. Mm-hmm. He was obedient. He, he Jesus said, let me make fishermen. Make, let me make you fisher, fisher of men. Mm-hmm. And he put that to his heart, and it was devoted. After that second time that Jesus, where where Peter at? And Peter came. He knew he loved him. Mm -hmm. He knew that he was going to be about his business. But to be jailed, to be crucified, to be picked on, you know, because they did. They put Jesus, they put Peter in jail. Peter was, so let's talk about it, Ty, because Peter was jailed for preaching and healing, okay? And the performing of miracles, it did cause the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the the religious leaders to look kind of crazy because I mean, think about it. You're, you're studying this word. You are up every Sunday at church, reading the scroll, reading the word of God. Then, and it talks about him sending a Messiah. It talks about the resurrection. It talks about this, but we can't see it. See, that's why I say the Bible is different perspectives. You can look at it one way, you can look at it a different way, but it never, the words never change. It is what it is. And so when he did that, he was in prison for it. But what did God do? God did something, I call it the supernatural clapback, because let me tell y'all something about that supernatural clapback. God got a supernatural clapback for everything. See, them people didn't know who they was playing with, Ty. They didn't know Peter was anointed. Why God didn't open up the jail cells? Why um, He didn't, no, he just, he, he removed them from the jail cell. I don't think he opened the doors this time. He sent an angel of God, but before he even did that, let's take it back to when the council convened and they decided, you know, that they wanted to bring them before them. And then they were demanding of Peter, you know, who are you? In what power do you do these things? And yeah. he filled with the Holy Spirit and he let them know the same stone that you builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Yes. The yes. same person that you persecuted and you crucified. Now he is going to be the foundation for many. And that is what is scary to them, you know, not going along with the propaganda, the indoctrination. Well, can you imagine how they looked and, you know, when they saw that they just jailed these men, did not know how they got out of jail, but they came out. They're like in the temple and even asked Peter, Peter said, I don't when they when they asked Peter, you know, well, didn't we just jail you from this? He said, I don't take commands from humans. I take commands from my father. You know, who am I listening to? You think I'm going to listen to you? You think I'm going to listen to God? Well, when you listen to God and God tells you to do a thing, trust and believe he's going to fight for you. All you do need to do is be still and know. When you know, you know. And he's going to He's going to go to war for you. He delivered them. So if you're in a place in, in your life, it could be any place you feel stuck, you feel like the odds are against you, you don't know how you're going to get out, trust and believe in your father because he is a deliverer. He will deliver you from out of the enemy's hands. He said no weapon formed against you will prosper. So no matter how many form, they didn't prosper. We see that in the book of Acts. And then when they were jailed again, they were jailed again. But this time, Ty, did, and I know, do you remember the Pharisee that spoke up and said, hey, wait a minute, let me have a word with you before you go and try to call yourself persecuting and fighting these men because we don't want it to come back on you. 
Mm-hmm. You remember that, mm-hmm. you know? And so when that happened, you know, it's like, nah, we didn't leave those people alone because if it's of human origin, it's going to fall. But if it's of God's divine there's design, there's nothing that you can do to nothing. come against it. And that's what's so important that people remember. So you said an important thing, like um, Peter went to jail several times. So the first time started when they um, convened in the council and they were asking him in what power, you know, did he have? And he, he was letting it be known, like, you know, this is the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. I can't be stopped. I'm not going to stop. Can't stop, won't Then, stop. you know, he, they, he commanded him, though. He told him, you know, you can't teach or preach on Jesus anymore. And then he sent him on out. But, of course, you know, he, he continued to do what he was commanded to do. Because, like he said, you know, do you think that this is what he wants me to do? Do you think that he wants me to follow what you say? Right. Or am I supposed to do what he says? I think I'm going to go with door number two. I think so, too. <laughs> and a lot of the times it's like that in the real world, you know, we can be convicted of things. Like, I, I am a firm believer of assignment. I am a firm believer in purpose. I am a firm believer in being placed into certain situations, um, into certain positions in order to exact a purpose, a Amen. planned purpose that God provisioned. And a lot of the times we can become weakened because we will use our carnal mind and thinking about all the things that that we that can happen if we stand up or if we speak up or if we this or yeah. if we that. When realizing and recognizing that if you're coming under the cover of God, you are already protected. It is already done. You just have to move in faith and trust that that is so. He is going to stand for you. Well, you're absolutely correct. It's almost like fighting. You don't realize that you're fighting against God, but mm-hmm. you're really fighting mm-hmm. against God. And, you know, he's going to have the final say. So, you know, we are not our own. So, you know, the scripture, lean not to your own understanding, but in everything. And I just simplify it in everything, you know, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will literally show you which way to go. And he was directing the whole entire time. But it was a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding. And the reason why I say a misunderstanding, it wasn't on Peter there was a misunderstanding. It was on the religious leaders because here these like, these men were reading the reading the gospel, reading the word of God, you know, reading about Moses, reading about everything that he stated. And the minute that Jesus showed up, they crucified him. They killed him, you know, but it was written. So it had to be fulfilled. They still couldn't see past themselves. And, you know, the word jealousy is a real thing because honestly, that's what the, the religious re- religious leaders were getting jealous of these men performing these signs and miracles. Yet here they are with the Bible in their hand talking to the people about it, but there's no power. Remember the scripture that says, you know, you can have the power, but lack thereof, or you don't have, you feel like you have the have God on your side, but you just have an image of what God looks like. There's no power there. But when you get into the word of God and you start to realize that there's power in his name, you know, when we go on to talk about the misunderstanding, when I say misunderstandings, I'm saying the religious leaders, they didn't, they were reading it, but they didn't understand exactly what it was they were reading. And well, so, because they were religious. And, and I talk about that all the time. I mean, there's a difference in between being a believer and being religious. Um, when people are religious, I feel like they get caught up on the rules of it all. Yes. Um, on the barriers and the regulations um, of it all. But it's really not about that. It's about the principles. Yes. Um, and we have to be principled people. And sometimes that's hard, you know, in the face of things that come against us. But you have got to remember, like, what would Jesus do? Amen. That's it right there. You know, what would Jesus do? And it's really, to me, it's about a relationship. Because, you know, if you think about the people that, God used or when uh, Stephen spoke up and was telling them, you know, giving them a history lesson on, on, you know, 
this is what has happened and this is what is written, but you guys still, you know, you still did like the ancestors did. Your ancestors, you you you, you killed the prophets, the real prophets. You killed them because every single one. There wasn't yeah. a single one that was being sent there for to be to save the people that was accepted as such. They rejected every single savior. They sure did. And Joseph, even Joseph, you remember, um, Joseph was in the promise. Well, he wasn't in the promised land, but God was with him, even though he wasn't in the promised land. And he was the same person to help his family. It, it's almost, and it's like I see this. It's like an underdog in a sense. Like he, God uses regular people to show himself mighty. I'm even thinking about Saul. Verse, I mean Paul. You know, he was going around killing people. That's mm-hmm. in Acts. Too, you know, after they kill Stephen. But let's talk about Stephen for a minute. Man, what did you think about when you was reading Acts 7 about Stephen when they stoned him? Well, before it gets to Stephen, um, I want to talk about what happened when Peter was released from the jail. So when they were released initially and then they went and they were praying and there were all the believers and then all the believers came together and they pulled their resources. Everybody pulled their resources and they were taking care of each other. There was no lack. And I just I was in such awe of just thinking how different the world would be if all of us believers acted in that way. You know, because we're all at different points in our journey. You know, we all have different strengths, weaknesses, different needs. But everybody is always out for self. It's it's never really um, a sense of community. You know, when we're thinking about resources, it's like, oh, you know, I hit the lottery. I'm up. Yeah. You know, but you're not thinking about, boom, I hit the lottery. You know, we good. Let me give here. <laughs> let me give here. Oh, you know, I'm going to open something where right. it'll be able to do, you know, rarely. I'm not saying it never happens, but rarely. And so what I loved about that moment is that it illustrated um, the ability of what occurs when we truly come together. And it's not about ourselves, but it's about each other. Because that's um, one of the main commandments. Love your brother as you love yourself. And we don't do that all the time. But let's get back to the jealousy of it all. So jealousy. Jealousy because, you know, they were charismatic um, in their speaking. And you couldn't touch that. So if you can't touch it, what you want to do is you want to attack Criticize it. Criticize it, yeah. Then you had Stephen. And you know, Stephen, Stephen's like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell the truth. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't know what do nothing to do. but. He was like, hey, this Even, is what it is. And then, I mean, they threatening him, letting him know, you know, right now, I'm going to do X, Y, Z if you don't. And he still was going to stand steadfast, but it broke my heart. It broke um, my heart too. Stephen you know, because he even as, you know, they were threatening him, even as they were acting on their threats, he was still calling out um, to God. You know, he still trusted that he was going to be covered and delivered in that situation. And again, it was like one of those things that I said before, the prayers answered just not in the way that you expected it to be. You know, I didn't expect him because, you know, he was speaking so fervently, so passionately and with such conviction, you know, about his God and the protection of his God. And then he still met his end but what was beautiful is even in his last breath he asked the father not to convict them for that sin mm, that was it for me mm-hmm. that was it for me God. that was it for me it was lord jesus receiving my spirit then he fell at his knees and cried out lord do not hold the sin against them do not hold this isn't that the same thing that jesus said on the cross mm-hmm. father forgive them for they know not what they do Listen, there's a knowing. There is a knowing. And the thing I loved about Stephen was he was very bold. He did not know how to stand down. He was just like, let me tell you something. Let me. And I, and I want to give. The, like, that's like one of the, the, the greatest attributes that I admire. Um, and him and the other disciples, there was honor. 
and being persecuted for yeah. their beliefs. Listen, they were going to ride and die. They were for straight God. ride or die. You know, that's just, you know, what it was. And we need to bring that back. We have to. It's important because we need, God knows who his children are. Yes. He knows his children. But see, sometimes fear and jealousy will cause you to paralyze everything that God has given you based off of what somebody thinks or what somebody else believes. Mm. We can't get stuck in that. Um, I feel like, I'm going to read this right here. It's in the commentary. It says, one of these men, Stephen, receives high praise from Luke. He was full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, full of grace and power, and was performing great wonders and signs among the people. That's quite a resume. Clearly, then, Stephen was no spiritual slouch. When opposition arose from various unbelieving Jews, they were no match for his wisdom or for the Spirit who empowered his speaking. And so when God is in you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And we have to understand that part. We have to understand that when God fights for you, he is going to fight for you. That's It's a no-win situation. Even though they stoned him, it was like he was the sacrifice. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, and he was chosen out of, and, and this is the other part about it too, he was chosen out of, you know, they, they got together and chose seven people that knew God that had the Holy Spirit. But then when he opened his mouth and spoke, they couldn't take it. It was too much for them because it was just like, wait a minute, he's saying these things and it's going to cause people to go the other way. No, it's going to cause people to go the right way. But they wanted the religious law, so they killed him. Mm -hmm. Broke my heart. But then it goes into Saul. Mm -hmm. And when I'm talking about Saul, man, listen, y'all. Saul was that guy that was ready to crucify you, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, because you said the name Jesus. And he was right there um, when Stephen was stoned. Yes. And, and he took up the mantle on that cause. He was like, all right, you know, let, let's get them all. And then there's this widespread persecution against all the believers. I know, like, believers out there, we've all experienced that um, at different points in time. I can't tell you how many times that I've had to be— um, on point to defend my belief system <laughs> girl, <laughs> based on some unjust occurrence in the world. Like they don't realize just like you and I and every other man on earth, there is free will. There definitely you know, is. There is free will and he's not going to go against your will. No, he's not. We all, we all have a choice and that's just it. What you do with your choice is your choice. But here's the thing that comes with your choice. Choose life. There's life and death. Choose life, blessings and curses. Choose the blessed life. What's the blessed life? What's that life look like with Jesus? With Jesus full of grace, mercy. He just wants a relationship. He really just wants you to come in to get to know him so he can get to know you. He already knows what he puts on the inside. You said something about purpose. It's so important because he's going to make sure that he fulfills the purpose. So Saturday's message in our devotional is about continual praise Continual praise, and that's important because Stephen illustrated that even as he was being persecuted, even as he was meeting his death, he had continual praise. It's relatively easy to sing God's praises when all is going well in our lives. When he blesses us with something we asked for, when he heals us, or when he directly answers a prayer, we naturally turn and give him praise and glory for good things. But what about when things aren't going well? What about in dry times, in painful times, in times of wanting, waiting? Do we only praise God for something after he's given it? Or do we praise him ahead of time in faith, knowing that he will always be good no matter what happens? We should look at all difficulties in life as miracles waiting to happen. Chances for God to show his goodness and bring us closer to his heart. 
I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will continuously be in my mouth. That is Psalms 34 and 1. I am challenging you today. Choose to praise God readily on your lips, excuse me, versus complaining. Whatever you do, whatever you feel discontentment or frustration about, replace that thing with a praise. Put a praise Put on a it. That's what Tasha Hobbs it. loves to say. Put a praise on it. it Sacrifice a praise because no matter what it looks like, you know what's coming behind it. Hey, man, listen, it shifts the atmosphere. Think about it. You've ever been in those moments where you just kind of like sad and like, oh, my God, I don't know. I got to get out this funk. You put you some gospel music on, man. Listen, uh, whole attitude change, yes. whole atmosphere change. Listen, I also want to leave you guys with this wisdom. Listen, this is what I want to tell you. It's the most important piece of the puzzle. It's the most important decision you can make. Get to know your father. Get into your word. Start reading your Bible. I mean, there's so many Jews. Like when I'm reading it, I feel like I'm in an adventure or something. This mm-hmm. is what, what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next, you know? Especially when I saw that Saul fell off, you know, God knocked him off that high horse and blinded him. You know, it was just like, you know, you're going to work for me now. God will do that. You don't have to fight the people. You don't have to do any of that thing. God will fight for you. I want to leave you guys with this wisdom. It says, Joseph said to the people, today I have acquired for Pharaoh, you and all your land. That's Genesis 47, 23. Joseph's wisdom resulted in one of the greatest transfer of wealth ever recorded. The years he spent listening to God's voice resulted in his total dependency upon God and absolute trust in following his instructions. Now his family tuned turned ear and willingness to act on what he believed God said became an extravagant blessing for Pharaoh. More than likely, as Pharaoh witnessed Joseph's God-given wisdom, it led him to seek God for himself. Mm. God isn't meant for us alone. He isn't. It is designed to guide our lives and to be dispersed to others around us. God wants us to discern his voice, to take risks when we believe we've heard him but aren't sure, so we will grow in confidence as we as we do, we increase in wisdom that will not only change our lives, but also the lives of those around us. Wisdom is getting in your word. Wisdom is speaking to your father. Wisdom is seeing what God has to say about it. Instead of calling that friend, instead of calling your mom, talk to Jesus. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you unsearchable things that you do not know. That's where it is. That's where it's at. I mean, he determines the numbers of stars and calls them each by name. He knows you as well. He knows your name. And so he wants us all to have wisdom. Appetite. Our souls have an appetite. Feed it with the word. I mean, you'll be amazed Mm. at how much stronger and, and that God confidence that just starts to become a part of you just based on knowing who and whose you are. Like there are so many things that I face on a day to day that, you know, can throw me off kilter or may, or may knock me down. But just knowing that I can do all things through Christ who mm. strengthens me, knowing that his strength is made perfect perfect in my weakness, knowing that I can call on him, knowing that he's always with me. And these are things that you begin to learn and they become seamless in your mind and spirit because you're spending the time to meditate on these things. You know, meditate, meaning to repeat over and over, to keep it at the forefront of your thoughts. And I mean, it's the same as putting a praise on it, understanding what your portion is. Like one of the things that I love when you say, no, that's not my portion. Mm -mm. That is not my portion. portion. You have to remember what your portion is and you get to know it by knowing who you are. And you learn that by getting in your word. It is all there. 
Oh, man, Ty, like when you said just eating the scroll and just getting into the word, mm. you feel so nourished. Do you feel <laughs> like, huh, I can take over anything. I can take on anything. I want to leave you guys with this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to your father. He loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to see you through. He's fighting for you. Amen. Philippians 4, 6. And if God be for you, who can be against that you? That part. Have an amazing week. Amen. Peace. Peace.